0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. Spooky. Because Halloween. Welcome. John is going to tell you all about what we talked about
1: this week. Yes. Okay. So what we talked about. We hit some movie news. Mm -hmm. We talk about the new Cloverfield 3. We're so excited, guys. We talk about The Incredibles 2 getting moved up a year. So excited. There was another thing we talked about, but I don't remember, so I'm going to move on. We talked about (laughs) horror movies and some of the ones that scarred us um, earlier in life and then ones that we enjoy. And then we talk that kind of leads into like a topic of Halloween mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. how we grew up with Halloween and how we feel about Halloween ooh. And, <laughs> ooh, and spooky stuff. And then we end the episode with a discussion on a Jewish practice called the Sikoth. And I'm not going to tell you what it's about now because we get into it in the episode, right. but it's a Jewish uh, practice. That just happened. That just <laughs> happened. But that's about it. Great job, John. Thanks, guys. I've been working on it. So if you guys... Uh,
0: well played. Gracias. If you guys want to be a part of our conversations and contribute to what we talk about on this podcast, you can email us at helloandtodoymail.com, which is H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and be a part of our conversations if you so please and rate review and subscribe to us on itunes and we'll help other people find our podcasts thank you so much for stopping by i hope you enjoy our episode
1: yes Well, hey, John. Well, hey, Mathis. How you doing? How's it hanging? It's hanging well. Good. It's hanging oh, well. That's good. Good Good grammar. Yeah. It's not hanging good. You
0: don't say hanging good. We say hanging well. Well, in the
1: Midwest, we say hanging good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Are you?
0: Are you? Are you
1: hanging good?
0: Hanging, hanging well. Did
1: you just make a song? Mm,
0: it was like the Hanging Tree song from... Oh, Mocking Hunger. Jay? But, yeah, what? Hunger?
1: Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I said not to finish. <laughs> but they the, don't
0: actually say hanging tree for like a long time in that song, so like my joke didn't work.
1: Hmm, awkward.
0: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Anyways, moving on. Happy
0: Halloween everyone.
1: Yes, happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Where did you go?
1: <laughs> um,
0: to start this episode, we will cover a little bit of movie news and some thoughts, and then we are mm-hmm. going to talk about Halloween stuff. And yeah,
1: horror movies.
0: Yeah, and then we'll we'll move on to not movie stuff after that. But okay. well, first I want to say,
1: I I early voted. Oh, you did. I did. When did you have time to go vote? Was that the last week? <sighs> I did it yesterday or Saturday morning. Just want to get that in there, guys. Go vote. Yeah, go vote for sure. Vote schmote Saturday morning. Uh huh. Was 10. there a wait? I waited like fifteen minutes. Okay, it's probably as long as I would wait if I went. Actually, this probably this year would take a long time. So,
0: well, yeah, that's true. I think there there will be a heavier voter turnout than in the past. The um, yeah. newest Nerdwriter video said that with the last election, fifty five percent of the population voted. So, oh. it'll be in, it's not very hard to beat that number. So it'll be interesting to see if. More than half the country ends up voting yeah, for that'd the be presidency. Cool. There was a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on to movie news. <laughs> All right. I got the first one. Yeah. Cloverfield three. Uh-huh. So excited. Guys, they there was a press release about Cloverfield Three this past week. It is titled God Particle and it is coming out in February. And I'm so excited.
1: I Wasn't it... Didn't we know that there was a movie called God Particle happening? I think so. And then they announced that it was actually part of the Cloverfield franchise, correct? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. Because the headline was,
0: God Particle 3 is Cloverfield 3. I God said, Particle... Yep, yeah. My bad. You know what I Cloverfield meant. Three. <laughs> I did. God Particle is Cloverfield 3. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, I'm, I'm super excited. And like... I was talking about with you a few days ago. It's mm-hmm. um, it's exciting that we hear about a movie that we're looking forward to and we don't have to wait three years for it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. coming out in February, so it's like, okay, we only have to wait two, three months, not yeah. till 2018.
0: Yeah, most Hollywood films, like, just the way that the game works is like, well, we announce the film and we just release news for the next two years, you know, or something right. ridiculous like that. and. This is a really good treat in the the field of work like that. Speaking of movies like that, Doctor Strange is coming out next week. Uh Hell yeah. We're very excited for that one. I'm pumped. Uh Loving is coming out next week, I believe, too. That's Jeff Nichols' new movie. I gotta oh. double check that one, but I'm pretty sure it's next week. Hmm. Uh and then Hacksaw Ridge is also next week. So we're really getting right. into this this next season of like great movies like we're at the end of the year so it's it's all coming back around we're gonna like thank goodness we're gonna finish it up real nice with some we crawled our way to this point (laughs) see i'm always gonna disagree with you on that one that's okay i was not crawling i was i was what do they call it
1: sprinting Um, running, um, skipping
0: skipping yep
1: oh skipping's the
0: one i was skipping my way to this point okay at least in Mm. movie land but yeah right um god particle all takes place in space on a oh on a space i didn't read station. the synopsis mm-hmm. it all takes place in space on a space station and this like uh this phenomenon happens that just like something happens to the crew and it goes that full so gravity martian interstellar up in there you know like it just gets like insane which is really exciting because i think that we need another martian movie now like I expect one a year now. I want one of these like very natural space movies that is not super sci-fi. But even, I mean, saying that, I know that Cloverfield has to be sci-fi, mm-hmm. but I think that they, I think they'll ground it a lot. The last two Cloverfield films have been very grounded. So I think that that element
1: will be. I'm interested there. to see how the plot plays out because Cloverfield, I guess it's it's like a monster movie in sorts. So it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that monster ends up or just what type of you know species is the thing affecting them and maybe we'll see a different yeah. kind of I don't know element to the monster or maybe it's a different a whole different alien race yeah and in, in the press release insinuated
0: that the movies are linked together Mm-hmm. not in like a twilight zone way but in like a they like, exist in the same world essentially. yeah I, th- I think so It wasn't totally clear, but I I think that that's what it is. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what about this tells us that. Yeah. And the article also did mention, the Slash Film article about this mentioned that there is this moment in the the early footage when the monster arrives in the first Cloverfield where you see the satellite dish come, like, yeah just flaming mess out of the sky. And they were like, maybe Mm -hmm. that's related. Maybe we'll see that tie into what's going on here who knows maybe maybe i just now realized though that this would mean that the monster is an alien from outer space in cloverfield that's what this is sounding like
1: did you not think it was from outer space before
0: i guess i should have figured that i don't know did it fall from the sky though Mm-hmm. oh i must have forgotten. you can that see detail.
1: in uh, the first cloverfield right at the end um when they do that a quick flashback to them, like, uh-huh. at the county fair. And uh-huh. in the background, you can see something coming and h- hitting the ocean. It, like, falls from the sky. I, well, that wasn't the satellite? Oh, maybe it was a satellite. I guess I always just assumed it was, like, a pod with, like, mm-hmm. or an alien race. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's for knows? sure related then. Yeah. Yeah. In, or, and, I mean, I in forgot, an in, alien way. Like, it is an alien. Yeah. And in I mean. 10 Cloverfield Lane, I forgot there were UFOs. So somehow... right. You know how, like, these movies have
0: had, like, great marketing campaigns behind them where they release, like, little Easter eggs and things? Did you see that there was that Easter egg when 10 Cloverfield Lane came out that was this basically NASA recording of the crew talking to HQ from space? And they were...
1: Oh, I didn't see that.
0: It's pretty cool. I think it's about um, two minutes long. And you just listen to it. It sounds like transmission, like, between two different people. This was for
1: 10 Cloverfield Lane they put this out? Yeah. And so interesting yeah I, so, lo- I love when that stuff happens where they, you know yeah it's like they, they have knew stuff this and then you realize going. a year later that it's connected
0: yeah exactly just love it because just love it. it's all <laughs> it's all very broad so you don't they could have like easily connected it you know but even just the fact that it all takes place in space was like enough of a connection where you're like oh okay because if you watched in cloverfield lane you're like i don't know what the space transmission had anything to do with this and then the next movie comes out and you go oh i get okay. it yeah. I get it. I get it. Any
1: movie news from you? I just want to talk about how The Incredibles 2 got moved up a year. Can I get a high five? bam. That was good. That was a good I, life I've been waiting for because this. Because
0: they switched it with Toy Story yeah, 4. Yeah, with Toy Story. Thank you for yeah. giving us what we actually wanted.
1: Exactly. Because I am not alone in saying that everyone has been waiting for The Incredibles 2 since Incredibles 1 came out because they leave it on this, you know... They had little cliffhanger where there's this like, I forgot if he was like a gopher or something, but he comes out of the ground. I am the Underminer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, And I mean, it's just it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's fun. (laughs) Sorry, my headphones got stuck in between my legs. (laughs) Podcast (laughs) problems. um, Yeah. I wonder if it will be more in the future if it's just kind of.
0: That My hope is that they actually set it the real distance in time. So it's actually 15 years afterwards. I think that would be a good choice. Yeah, because then, then we get grandparents. There's just a lot more. And then, you know, Violet's probably a mother or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's so a lot get...
1: more elements you can work with. hmm. Yeah. Jack Jack's probably like a crazy person, a freaking in a good killer. Way. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: a bomb that is just waiting to go off. Yeah, when people ask me, what's your favorite superhero movie? I'm always like. It's really hard to say. The Winter Soldier's up there. Um, Incredibles is up there, and then people always say, "No, it's not." And I was like, "Why isn't it?" And they're like, "It's not a superhero movie." I'm like, "That is a superhero movie." No, it's not. And then I, I mean, it's a full-on superhero movie, and I can tell by your eyes it that is. you don't
1: agree with me. No, I do agree with you. Okay. I just, I, it's just funny because this is like a mathis thing. I feel like to answer <laughs> with, like with a the mathis, Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's one of those arguments that like you'd put in there and then you'd be like no but it is. I don't know, it's just it's a very mathist thing. I just in don't a very even
0: endearing way. Okay, thank you. Mhm. Are you saying it's a Mathis thing to be like what it is?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that okay, I give you that one. It's you not do, You like to like push the limits a bit even though you're right. But it's like you just you just like to be like oh yeah, it is. yeah <laughs> You're wrong. I'm definitely right.
0: (laughs) I mean, it totally is, and I mean, you're right. The the amazing and hilarious part about it is that Pixar kind of did it better than most of the Marvel films, most of the DV, not DV, DC movies, (laughs) the DV movies. Agrees. Like they they did it so well. It's like wow. They they kind of trumped the uh, the superhero genre a little bit.
1: And honestly, I'm not that excited for Toy Story. I know. No, and you you know what like, the plot is, right? No, no, because I I don't I haven't looked. I don't care.
0: Okay, let me let me just spread some knowledge on this podcast. Give it. Woody and the gang are trying to track Stop. down Bo Pete. Trying okay. to okay, trying to find Here's his the lost frustrating love. thing. They, they ended it on gir. such a
1: good note. You know, they I end know. it on such a good note. They end it in a way that actually ends the story. And it's like let it just be i think this one's a disney call i don't think it's a pixar call well i'm sure but i mean whoever it is it's like right yeah and like find a better plot yeah granted it's still probably gonna be really good because i doubt they'd make a bad (laughs) toy story but like right come on but yeah at a certain
0: point you're like i don't care how good the movie is you shouldn't have made that movie exactly
1: (laughs) yeah and let's be honest bo peep is no one's favorite character no 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 one, one cares if she's found no one cares yeah Actually, she, it would be great if she's not found at the end. <laughs> they look for her the entire time, and then you are a she's dark like in the trash bitch. somewhere. <laughs>
0: she's like, help! She's like porcelain, so maybe she, they just find her like in a pile of like shards, broken glass.
1: Like, Ooh, now that's a movie I want to see. Not looking good. Oh, poor peep.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't matter how good it is because nothing will like beat the way that the trilogy feels you know that's the whole right thing. and now
1: it's not a trilogy anymore now it's yeah. like this weird four
0: and have i told you about how i feel about these things oh yeah because we no. talked about because <laughs> we talked about fantastic beasts i hate numbers that are like weird like that where it's it's not a trilogy Fantastic beasts
1: is five and five's yeah. like a solid increment Mm-mm. five is worse than four no no <laughs> it is no because three is good fives. four is
0: eight five's no six good again no
1: i think you're wrong five movies
0: five yeah, movies I, I, is such a weird number
1: yeah but it. Well, why is it any different than four or six Use like even because... numbers it's like this weird ocd <laughs> thing then you're right i can't i can't
0: explain it other than like the math this way like it is yeah. it, it, it is it is better
1: you, you're yeah, right i don't you right have a reason
0: <laughs> i don't have a good reason I just don't like, I don't like five.
1: That's okay. Ugh. I don't have any other movie news, do you? Um, oh, I could just um, bring up that there's gonna mm-hmm. be the Jumper series on <gasps> Amazon forgot. Prime. That's right. Because we had just talked about, you know, our, in our good, bad movies. In our in our bad, good movies
0: episode. Mm-hmm. It was like four episodes ago, guys, but we talked about the, the best movies that, or the best movies in our opinions that are not very good movies, and one of John's was Jumper. Yeah. Which is a very good, bad movie. It's but so good. They just announced that Amazon Prime is going to make do a series
1: without Hayden Christensen, so everyone can breathe a sight of relief.
0: Oh, that sucks. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if it's Samuel tomorrow. Jackson
0: made a cameo? Oh, he would. He's in everything. <laughs> he is in everything. He just pops in and he's like, ah, well, you. He kill must like you. have no
1: free time at all during yeah. the year.
0: He's one of those that actors, though, who just like, it it's very much like a job. Like he just goes out, was, takes another job. I was just job, gonna say he probably does not take job. it home with him at all. No, <laughs> he, just he goes. Doesn't.
1: He he probably has. He can probably say what type of schedule he wants. Even mm-hmm. though they'll probably say if it's n- like a night shoot or something, but he'll be like, mm. <laughs> "I'll come when I want, and I want my coffee there. I want a three course meal." It's all just movies to him too, because like, mm-hmm.
0: it, there's there's some really bad movies he's in, and there's some really amazing movies he's Snakes in. Snakes on a plane yeah but snakes on a plane is actually something that people have seen he's in like three movies a year that nobody watches you know like he's in those movies that you see in Redbox and you're like what is that like i've never even heard of that movie
1: yeah i just saw i think (laughs) like a picture of him and it was like this like weird almost sharknado poster Uh but it wasn't sharknado but it was like that type of like stupid sci-fi movie he's in so many. samuel jackson's just there yeah you're like uh why
0: what oh hey sam yeah Welcome back for the fifth time this year. Yeah. 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 But that would be a really great cameo. And I think it could be a solid TV show. Like, I think it could, too. It's the type of thing that just I think they can write really all well. the wrongs of what didn't work on film. Mm-hmm. Last movie news. Mm-hmm. That's a Raven.
1: Oh, I thought we weren't going to talk about her. <laughs> we discussed this. Just, we just came to... one quick okay. thought. At least we're on the same page with this. We so... are, yeah. It doesn't... Okay. So, Go ahead. they announced that they are going to do a That's a Raven spinoff on Disney Channel. It's where exactly. Raven has children. House, but That's yes. a Raven style. So, Raven has children, and I think, I don't know if one or both of her kids have her ability or whatever. One has psychic ability. So, Raven's leaving The View because of it. And when <laughs> me and Mathis discuss this. Can I get a praise lower the Lord moment? Week, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've both seen her on The View, and we both do not like her on The View. We Right. Don't, we don't like how she presents herself. It's very much like it comes, it just has like this holier than thou. Yeah. Like uh, attitude. And when she talks, like so- she doesn't, she like shows everything on her face. So like if someone says something that Whoopi doesn't like, <laughs> cause she's like her and Whoopi are like bonded at the same thing. She's always looking to Whoopi to see how she reacts. And then she reacts the same. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's like talking, that isn't her.
0: Like if you just watch her face, she will yes, know the hell out of she's you. So
1: rude. Yeah. like you are a talk show host like you need to like be and she that's why the view doesn't work anymore like the view was so good for i watched it i don't mind admitting i watched it for a long long time Uh uh-huh and then you know for the past three or so years after barbara left they just can't like figure it out and they keep firing people and that's why it's not working i don't understand why i don't know why i'm going on a view rant right now but i mean i mean i'm all on board with it what you're saying it's just so silly like, you cannot be rude and be a talk show host. Like, yeah. you're just not going to make it. You have yeah. to be uh, open and engaging in the conversation. And when mm-hmm. you're closed off like that, people don't want to talk to you, Raven. Okay?
0: <laughs> and not we'll only be...
1: not only does it make it, like, kind of hard to look back
0: on that So Raven fondly, because now you, yeah. you see the real Raven, but it very much does not make you want to see a spinoff show based no. on that So Raven. You're like, uh, I think we've had enough Raven. I think we... I think we're good. I think,
1: I think a lot of people are very excited about this, though, because yeah. That's a Raven was such a – it was a good show. It was. I, mean, I loved it when it was on. It was like one of those classic Disney shows when we were kids, and now they're all kind of yeah. like poo.
0: This is one of those
1: scenarios where I think
0: people are really cl- clinging to their nostalgia, clinging to their familiarity with a franchise, where they're like, oh, I loved it once, and I'll love it again.
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: At least yeah. – not to be a Debbie Downer, but when it
1: comes out, I'm sure that you and I will be like, all right, well. Like- I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I'm already like, I haven't even watched Fuller House because I don't, I don't like what those type of sitcoms are now. Yeah. And I, like, I, 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 I told you, I
0: watched one of the, or I watched the first episode and the second
1: episode and I was like, pass, hard pass. It, just, it doesn't appeal to a larger audience like yeah. they used to, like Full House appealed to a large audience. This right. one for, now they somehow just feel so childish and like not pandering in, in a bad way. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. kid shows are fine, and you know I like some kid shows, but it's like it just it has a weird feel about it, where it's just it's like they're trying to be a kid show, but like also yeah. be adults, and it just doesn't work. It's like yeah. it's not it's just not believable.
0: Yeah, it's probably the same thing that, that will happen if that's so Raven.
1: I wonder if they're gonna call it. That they so definitely Raven's can't children.
0: call it. Yeah, exactly. They can't call it that. Spawn of Raven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spawn is such a like. It, it does have, like, a demonic sense it, to it which actually is a good lead-in to uh, yeah. horror
0: movies. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about horror movies since Halloween has just happened. Um, we figured we'd talk about some of our favorite horror films and mm-hmm. talk about that in a few different ways. Like, we're going to talk a little bit about things that have scarred us over time. Um, all of them. <laughs> all of them for John. The sort of new direction in the horror genre, which... Yeah. I think we've touched on briefly in the past, but mm-hmm. um, it's something that fascinates me a lot. And I guess anywhere else where the conversation goes, but yep. for starters, I just want to say that Halloween, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't like most holidays. I don't think that holidays are like a big deal. And maybe it's one of those things where if they were gone, I would realize how big of a deal they were. But yeah, I like I like the idea of Christmas, but I don't like Christmas that much. I like the idea of Thanksgiving. I I like the idea of Halloween, but I just don't, I don't like the actual practice of the holidays very much. And my personality, to give you an example of how I feel towards holidays, I was going by a bunch of houses today um, in this neighborhood and they were all decorated with graveyards and ghosts and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And it kind of annoyed me. It annoyed the, the practical side of me that went, they could have used the time to decorate their lawn to do so much more. And, and what's the point? Like, why does the yard look spooky? There's no reason for this, and I'm just like, I'm even like thinking about myself as I'm saying that in my head, going, "What is wrong with you?
1: <laughs> You're just..." I get it though. Um, y- you know what I mean? As you were saying, yeah. Um, I think it is interesting why we like holidays so much, and I wonder if it's just because you know it unites us on something. Yeah. You know, it's just something to do. That's
0: that's it's not something we have in common life. for a day, and then we yeah. go
1: back to hating each other. You know. <laughs>
0: you and me basically yeah yeah yay all right time to hate you again i hate you but um with all with halloween specifically growing up um my family was very much trying to figure out what christianity meant to them what um evil meant to them we celebrated halloween some years and then we would stop the next year like ah it's demonic again
1: and (laughs) we'll
0: celebrate again and then we'll stop oh well you can dress up this year but it can't be spooky uh oh we can go to the church for the festivities but nothing nothing like trick-or-treating wise so like all of that like back and forth i think created even more apathy towards mm-hmm. the whole the holiday in me where i was just like i don't really care i can see that yeah so it was, it's it's just kind of comical now looking back on it because i was like i don't i don't know that it mattered very much <laughs> in right. the end but it's um but it, what is really funny is that we did grow up watching a lot of horror films. Like my my mom is a big fan of horror films, and interesting. I know, right? It's just, yeah, people are so weird, you know. But that being said, I watched a lot of things I shouldn't have when I was young, like things that I should have waited until I was a little bit older. Hmm. Um. But I think because I saw a few horror films when I was younger, it sort of like created this this uh, joy for the genre where I was like, I really. Oh. Like this genre for what it is. And coming back into the present, I really don't care about Halloween, but I really like scary movies, you know, so that's, oh. that's Halloween in a nutshell for me.
1: Halloween for me growing up was very normal. I mean, my parents mm-hmm. had no problem with it. At least they didn't tell us if they had a problem with it. So, you know, I dressed up and went trick or treating in middle school. We, um, one year we dressed. I don't even know what we used, but we had like this it's going to be a Harry Potter person. Costume. I can already tell. No. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we use, but we dress this, these items up in like a costume. And what we would do is we put them by the door, ring the doorbell and run away. And so it's just this like fake person that looks like a child in a costume standing there. And so they're like, hi, trick or treat. And then things just like, does not move? And they're <laughs> Stop. like, um, this is middle Hello. school. you." Yeah. Mm. Um, so it was, that it was never funny. a big deal, which I think is why I think it's a good thing, but I think that's just how our country sees it. It's just, it's just like a, not a big deal type of thing. And I think when we were younger, it wasn't as dark as it is now. I feel like Halloween yeah, now, that's true. There's like so many darker elements to it. And I think just with like social media and those stupid clowns, like <laughs> I, know, I was going to say like, that, <laughs> like things can just get around yeah. more easily. And so there's yeah. just a different tone to it than there was when we were kids. Um, you know we didn't worry about if our candy was poisoned or right. if there was like stuff like that but a- honestly like after like middle school i had no desire to ever trick-or-treat ever again what's the best costume that you can remember also that is true after um, middle I was school definitely a Power Ranger. Cares.
0: you were a power ranger uh yeah which you were probably the red you
1: <coughs> cocky son i was bitch. the red
0: yep you're such a cocky prick <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, everybody wants to lead the squad. Not everyone's yeah. cut out for it, yeah. though. Not everyone's a well, hero, John. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or should I say, Jason? Yeah, that's me. I'm Jason. Um, but yeah, then horror movies for me. I I really liked horror movies. Yeah, like did, in high school let me ask did you grow and,
0: up watching horror films like things no. like your parents don't let you see them and then you watch them secretly or i
1: don't know i don't okay. really remember i think i probably just saw them in the theaters when they were out you once know, you like got the stuff. age yeah okay yeah um and i i always liked them and i think what i liked about it was that like it caused this like reaction in you like yeah. it makes you feel something that you don't know you can feel and like this fear and it i don't th- there it's even though like it terrifies you there's like some like element that like keeps drawing you back and you're like i want to feel this way again even though i hate it like i want to keep i want to get scared out of my mind and i think what's fun about seeing it in like a large theater is like being in that like state of mind with like you know hundreds Mm -hmm. of people yeah and there's just like there's like an energy to the room where it's like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then it happens and people scream (laughs) 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 well if you think about it um going off that feeling
0: that's a feeling that you don't find in other movies like there are very few I, and i just watched a scary movie last night and we could talk about it in a second but i was realizing while i was watching it i don't feel this way when i'm watching most movies like it draws a certain attention from you and it like it it's like trying to get you to to like lose your attention from it too where you're like so uncomfortable that you're trying to like disconnect right. from it so there there's this yeah. experience with horror films that you don't feel with other movies and it's the only genre actually named after an emotion. If you think hmm. about it. And it's because it's such an emotion driven genre. It's how it makes you feel. Horror being another word for fear, fear being an emotion an emotional response. Like comedies aren't called happy. You know what I mean? But scary movies are called fear, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's just this very interesting, it's a very interesting genre in the sense that
1: it stands away apart from other genres. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the first horror movie that I can actually remember watching was The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and it was in high school, I remember. Oh, John, and I remember that is a crash scared. course of a movie for a first time. Well, I don't know if it was actually my first, but that in my mind, that's the first one that stands out is like, when I went home, I was terrified. Right. Because like, that... I never saw that it's one. It's like actually. a demon possession mo- movie, which that's why I stopped watching them for a while because after a while, like that stuff is just so scary. Um, <laughs> but like in that movie specifically, um, like she would wake up at like 3 a.m. like right on the dot and like 3 a.m. was like the demon hour. Uh huh. And so like I remember like several times after I watched that movie, I would wake up like right around 3 a.m. and I would like die. <laughs> like <laughs> You're kidding. I would be so scared. Um, Wow. Yeah, so, but obviously I kept going back because then like the paranormal movies came out and I loved Mm -hmm. like the first three of those because they were like really terrifying. And then after that is when I kind of stopped watching them for a while because I was very sensitive to that whole like demon possession thing. And then, and now kind of where I am now, I don't, the whole demon possession thing, I don't know like where I am in regards to like believing in that type of stuff. So it's easier for me to watch it and kind of distance myself from it because before when i watch it i was like this is a real thing that can happen it's gonna happen to me and so um all the bad
0: stuff happens to you so naturally yeah. the demons were gonna come get you
1: right but in saying that i watched the conjuring yesterday and i'm and so
0: excited that you finally watched it guys he had not seen it
1: yet so no he's caught up, I'm up gonna on the hype train like, i did not think i was gonna be as scared as i was but it was so scary <laughs> it's terrifying <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Like, there, I even after, like, watching it, my heart was, like, pounding. Like, mm-hmm. it was really terrifying.
0: And what's great is that nothing scary even happens for, like, the first 50 minutes. Like, it's, like, right. spooky stuff, and they don't – and they just, like, take it back. You know, they're like, it's, it's the about to get scary, and then they stop. It's about to get the scary, scariest, then
1: Honestly, the scariest moment, like, when I, like, literally was like, oh, my God, <laughs> was when, like, the mom – I don't know she like maybe she gets pulled downstairs i don't first of all she that does, is yeah. one of the scariest effing things to me is when like you're lying in bed and like something like um grabs like, you tugs on you like that w- that was my biggest fear so like that <laughs> stuff like so just, paranormal like, activity obviously puts you yeah. in a crazy hysteria it triggers that's me. the whole
0: so, that's the whole thing
1: yeah so like when the little girls like started getting, get, getting their legs pulled i was like no thank you I think I yeah. even audibly said like no thank you. We are done. <laughs> um but then the mom somehow like went into the basement mm-hmm. and then the lights go out and then she's like at the top of the stairs and she lights a match. I was like woman like get out of the basement. Like mm-hmm. don't sit at the top and light one match. Mm-hmm. Um and then All of a sudden, like, you hear a whisper from behind. He's like, play with me. And then the hands come out and clap right behind her. I'm like, no. It was so scary. That
0: part's so bad. That part's so scary.
1: And I know it sounds silly, like, hearing, like, someone clapping. But, like, there's the – in the movie, the five – they have five daughters. And they play this hide-and-seek game where the person that's – is blindfolded. Right. And then the people hiding uh, clap. So, they – the person who's – it can say clap three times so that they can hear where they are and then they have to try to find them and so there's a part where the mom is playing with one of the daughters and um she's in the room looking for her and someone claps and then she goes into the the, cl- the cupboard and there's no one there and then the daughter comes in and she's like i wasn't in here yeah so th- there's like already this like element of like really creepy like there's someone like messing with them and yeah
0: and they, so and they and they kind of put it in the light of a game, you know, which just toys with your yes. mind more. Like, this is just a fun game. But and we for want some reason, to like, haunt you. you know?
1: Like children in scary movies are like equal like even more scary. I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's weird. It's like they should be these, you know, really like innocent and pure people and these are like the demon children. <laughs> I don't know why it's so scary. That being said, the children in
0: um The Conjuring don't ever become like the, the evilness in the story, really.
1: No, thank goodness. And I thought one of the daughters was going to. Yeah. And so, but and then it was just the mom.
0: In terms of, of both Conjuring movies, it's never the actual, it's never the people who are at fault. You know, like it's not, they don't ever become the enemy in the, in the movie. What you do you know mean? What I mean, like even if, a, even if a spirit comes across them, it's not something where it ever feels like it's the person who is like, coming right. for you sort of thing It's no. there's a lot of innocence to the characters like it's not their fault yeah. and and they never make it feel like i don't know i guess that like you could say that of a lot of possession movies but it's it's a really well-made movie isn't it it's like yeah it is on a technical level on an even mm-hmm. on like an acting level it's it's incredibly well made but something about the conjuring movies with the first one and the second one and what will be the third one is that they are based on true stories actual archives from the demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren. So when you see that
1: do you go no they're not. Um I don't know, that's tough cuz I definitely like where I am in my life I I have a hard time believing in like actual demons, but it's like I feel like it's hard to say that there's not this weird dark energy. Cause like I've felt that and I don't know if that's just something we make in ourselves. Like, you know, our brain, we trigger this, you know, the fear emotion. And then we kind of, you know, feel like we sense things that we don't, but I've experienced that like sense of just like darkness and, you know, I don't want to say evil, but you know, the evil. And so I don't know. I I'm very interested with it. Cause I'm not like I'm not saying that these things don't exist because I don't know. I haven't actually experienced Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Um, But I would be very interested to see what it was since it is based on a true story. Like I wish I could like kind of almost time travel and just see what it act like what actually happened to see like if this stuff really did happen or not. Well, I know. So I don't know. I guess in saying, I guess I would, it it triggered me in a way that I must still somewhere believe something like that because otherwise I wouldn't Mm. have been triggered so much and I wouldn't have been scared so much. So that's obviously unconsciously somewhere there's still that element of fear. I think it's just the fear of the unknown of like, you know, and it's just the, the element of not being yourself. Like the idea that something um, can take over you and make you do things that you wouldn't want to do is very scary. And so, there's also that element. Yeah, I totally
0: get that. And there, there are different types of horror films, and there yes. was like a period of time, definitely, in my life, where I was a little more uh, dissuaded from stuff like that, where I was like, ah, if someone is like losing control of themselves, I don't know if I want to like be watching that. But um, though, I'm really proud of you for watching the Conjuring, because thank you. I've basically been raving about that movie since I saw it, and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome that you finally watched it. And I want you to watch the second one, but you don't have to do that for a very long time because <laughs> you're gonna want to. You might want to like really, detox uh, off of the last one. No, honestly, no? it doesn't you're take okay? me too
1: long to get away from it. Like, okay,
0: I figured maybe it did because you were saying this like 3 a.m. thing was happening in a little while with the with the paranormal activity. No, well, that was in high school, but like it it would linger for a little while back then. Then right? Well, but yeah, back now.
1: then, no. Yeah, I, think, I can very easily like let go of it.
0: I think that's another reason why I've always been okay with horror films because the moment that they're over, they're gone for me. Like I'm like, yeah. okay, none of that's real. Like for the most part, I can usually like walk down a dark alley after I've seen a horror film. Like to that point where I'm like, oh, I don't feel.
1: What'd you say? I just like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> to just you know to the point where like I just don't feel like that stuff is affecting me in that moment, and. And that's been something that's never dissuade me from actually continuing to watch horror films. I didn't want to watch horror films when I was younger, even when my parents were lenient because of a few really scarring experiences. The first one I remember is in kindergarten. And my mom was like, there's this really great movie. Prelude or prologue to this, my mom is a wonderful woman and she, I'm not shaming her in any way with this story. Like, love my mom. This is not like a shame on you story. Mm-hmm. But I was in kindergarten. Uh, my sister was a little bit younger than me. And she was like, do you guys want to watch Scream? And we were like, sure. And if you have you seen Scream? I have, yep. So the first scene in Scream is the scariest scene in Scream because the killer of the movie is taunting with Drew Barrymore catches her slaughters her and then like the title sequence starts like this movie is scream and then the movie like starts so after the first scene i was traumatized like Like, sobbing yeah i was like oh my god like that you know what that reminds me of what
1: scary movie three you okay yeah
0: exactly and there's just me sitting there like yeah uh no are you okay Yeah, um, but that movie is in my top 10 movies of all time. Oh, really? I love Scream. And I think that it, I don't think I would love it if I didn't have ice
1: cream. We all scream for ice cream.
0: I like ice cream too, but I love Scream. Mm -hmm. Stop making jokes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't think it would be in the top 10, though, if I didn't watch it and it didn't leave this impression on me where mm-hmm. I felt I have such a a, a memory with that movie and I, yeah. I watch it like at least every year or so and I just I love it so much there's a few other ones from my childhood urban legend was another one that
1: yeah, I've never heard of it
0: so it was a ripoff of scream actually like in the sense of let's hey scream was a big success let's make a scream movie yeah and, and that's what urban legend is but Jared Leto is the leader in it actually oh yeah but that's another one of those movies that just has a terrifying start. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. Rewind. I was in second grade when Scream came out. So a little bit better. Not kindergarten people. Second grade. Whew. Still, still, young, yeah. <laughs> still young, though. Yeah, still young, though. Still young. But the, the the next really big one was Alien, actually. I saw Alien oh. when I was really is young. Is that considered horror?
1: The first one horror, is. Horror sci-fi?
0: Yeah. Mm. The first one is still, like, will get you. Like, you will pop because that movie's got a ton of like like xenomorphs coming out of nowhere moments. Yeah. But yeah, it was actually Alien after I saw Alien. And I only think I watched like 10 minutes of it and it was around that same time frame. I didn't watch horror films for years because I was so shook up by what I saw. Mhm. And guess what else is like probably in my top 20 or top 10? It's it's Alien. Like it's so oh. it's so weird, you know? Like it's just there's something about, like, a, a movie that can truly put you in that state that you're like, that was awesome.
1: Yeah. It's it's like roller coasters, you know? It's exactly, like, yeah. It gives you that, that rush, that adrenaline, and for some reason you always want to go back even though it's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is one of your favorite ones to this day? Oh, I wouldn't say any of them are actually, like, favorites. Like, wow, that I mean? is an amazing horror are film. Are we going by like, based on, like, what actually scared me the most?
0: No, like – like your favorite ones, like Scream oh. is a
1: favorite one for me, even though it's not super right. scary. Um, I would probably say like the second paranormal movie. Oh, um, because that one that one's different than the first because the first one was so low budget. Like, yeah, it, it was a good movie, but the second one has a lot more elements to it. But I remember that one was really good. I really like the new Evil Dead movie. That was that, a lot of fun. Um, and the guy. Who directed
0: that? Also directed "Don't Breathe," which came out this year. Don't breathe. Um, I, I don't really honestly
1: good. like a lot of the. This goes with my theme. A lot mm-hmm. of the older horror movies, um, they I, I honestly don't think they're scary. I think you know now the horror movies now are so different than the horror movies of the past. Right. Um, like I can watch them and I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. They're that good, Psycho. I well, I haven't seen that one. The Shining. Yeah, oh, The Shining's good.
0: It's great, and I know what you mean. It's not um, it's not like watching The Conjuring, right? But I enjoy the the haunting feeling that it does. Yeah, that new. that one's
1: yeah. That's that's like definitely the, a Nightmare on Elm Streets. You know, yeah. like those. Well, you know, yeah, they're, they're not really scary anymore. Even the first, even the original Evil Dead movie is kind of like, eh. It's know. good, like yeah. it's good, but it's not like it, they're just so different. It's hard to compare them. You know they really yeah. make horror movies today to make you so scared. You know they really, the like the music is really to get you. They're really good with those jump scares. Yeah, like they want you to feel something. And the older oh, ones, yeah. they were just making movies that were scary. Now they're like m- they're making them specifically to make you jump. Yeah, and to make you, I just die. Could go, you, go home and cry?
0: <laughs> could you imagine, like someone growing up in the '60s watching The Conjuring, like?
1: oh my no <laughs> they'd be like satan get behind me <laughs> like
0: I, yeah like it would just it would be bad it would be bad yeah. news sadly and
1: that would be I, like the scariest like thing. ever if they watched it then yeah thankfully
0: yeah. yeah i was gonna say thankfully and i was like that's kind of morbid but you went for it so no nice. thank you john
1: <laughs> there are certain things it's good to be desensitized to desensitized yeah desensitized to desensitized to
0: yeah it's um uh, and just a quick note about horror film in general before we move on. Like I was saying, I really uh, love horror film, but I'm also just very excited about it as a genre because the last mm-hmm. 10 years have been really good to the genre. It's um, it's gotten this oh. new level of like intelligence, new level of uh, metaphorical value mm-hmm. to it where you watch it, um, and The Conjuring is a lot like this, where you watch it and you feel something other than scared. Like, the characters are not stupid. Like, in in The Conjuring, right. for example, Ed and Lorraine are very smart. Like, they know what they're doing. Yes. They know how to kill, or not kill, but cast out a demon. And, it's not like
1: five teenagers that, you know, are just being exactly. stupid and they make mistakes and they walk down the alley when they know they shouldn't or they go out at night by themselves, you know.
0: Yeah, but it's also like the, the, the themes are more than just like, spooky things it's like it it stands for something and a good example of that is the babadook from two years ago which Mm -hmm. has incredible um metaphorical value where when it ends and you realize what they're trying to say like i i was very stirred up by that movie not be not only because i was scared but because i was like wow that's a really powerful statement and the same for it follows which came out last year i believe but i got you to watch that one didn't i
1: mm-hmm yep yeah I I should probably just say it's just the, the possession movies are the ones that like I stay I tried to stay away from mm-hmm. all the other horror movies that like don't like just revolve around like aliens or you know things that aren't involved with like demons and stuff I I, I don't mind watching I actually like them
0: oh, okay but, yeah I think it's some the it's interesting to actually dub the horror genre because it is um it's how do you how do you call it it's it's a little bit wider than it kind of seems like because it's not just stuff that makes you like you know like freak out it's it's it, anything that deals with hauntings or deals yes. with yes
1: and there's that darkness. um i think it's the french canadian movie the i think it's called mama yeah i think we talked about that but it's about like the two boys who like good night mommy yeah maybe that's it
0: is it like the the two boys mom becomes Someone else or, like, they don't recognize her or...
1: Yeah, she had, like, plastic surgery or something. Yeah. And then the boys don't think it's actually her. And so they, that's, like... That's Good Night, her, And, oh, like, that one I thought was so good. Right. That's, and that's, that's considered a horror, horror right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: That's a horror film. And that doesn't have any demons in it or ghosts. Right.
1: But... Just so two the, crazy children.
0: Yeah. So the genre is a little bit wider than I think at times it seems. There's a lot of layers to it. But on... But on a multitude of those layers, the past, like, few years have been really good to it. Including, like, including films just mentioned, The Babadook, It Follows, The Conjuring, uh, The Conjuring 2, Oculus is another really, really good one.
1: It's like a lot of, like, almost indie horror movies have come out. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, because they weren't really big budget, big company ones, they could do kind of those more abstract thinking horror movies. Yeah. Um, And thankfully, people searched them out and found them and watched them and then spread the word. Like, it follows. Yeah. Like, that's one where it's like. That was a Sundance hit that everybody found out
0: about. Yeah. But that was a big indie movie. And to come back to Evil Dead, Evil Dead, that was what Evil Dead was when it came out. It was just this, like, no budget movie that young Sam Raimi, I think he was 24, 25 at the time, just went out. It's crazy. Yeah. He just went out with his friends and they made that movie in the cabin and the movie was a huge success. Uh, not only was that another indie example, but it was a movie that pushed the envelope. It like took horror to another level. And not only did it take horror to the next level, but indie or not indie, but horror films commonly are the indie films that bring even the mainstream audiences in because people, right. People are just looking for a good scare all of the time. We sure are. We
1: sure are. <laughs> we sure are. Sure. The,
0: the movie that I watched last night was actually a Sam Raimi movie. It was um, Drag Me to Hell, which I'd never seen. Oh. Have you ever it? it? Uh huh. It's really good. Was it? S- Sam Raimi loves the funhouse horror, you know, like the type of mm-hmm. horror where it's like, let's just have like eyeballs hit people in the face and let's like yeah. it blow like blood out of someone's mouth and like, let's just be like nasty and gross. And that's the way that Evil Dead is. But it's. It's all a part of this just bigger than life um, style. And he's like incredibly stylized. So it was a lot of fun to watch. Justin Long's character in it is actually, he reminded me of you because the... uh, God bless. (laughs) The lead girl in it, she's like, I swear there's like something following me or I felt a spirit of something. And he's like, I think it's just Wendy. And she's (laughs) like no 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 but there was like a shadow and there was like a a this and he's like but you have a cat you know so he just like continually is like I mean no but like I think the window was just open or yeah and funny yeah and I was like oh that's John that's me one day the evil will just hit John in the face God rude God please don't let that happen actually (laughs) (laughs) I rebuke my own statements okay rude yeah. I really am sometimes. I apologize. God, it's okay. No no evilness for John, please. All right. So this week we are going to talk about another religious practice. This is something that John wanted to start, which was um branching out in terms of spirituality into other religions mm-hmm. and practices outside of Christianity because that's what we've grown up with and sometimes it's it's important to look beyond um what you what you always have in front of your face. Obviously. Right. Like that's um, that's an obvious one, but I'm picking this Jewish practice, which the Jews actually just finished practicing la- uh, this week. So it's, oh, okay. yeah, it was earlier this week that they finished. So the Jews practice three different festivals, like these three main festivals every year. They're a huge part of uh, Jewish tradition and um, Jews in, in general practice, a lot of uh, traditions and customs. So you could mm-hmm. like, we could talk about them over and over again on this podcast because they have so many customs, but I, I do want to touch on that at the end of this, because I think that there's some power to, to how much they have there, that like the density of those traditions. So the three main festivals, I'm not going to say all of them in Hebrew because I will butcher it, but there's one for the Passover, one for the Pentecost, and one for what translates as uh, tabernacles or tables, but the, the Hebrew word is Sukkoth. So usually the Sakoth takes place between late September and late October. And the reason for that is that it represents the end of the harvest season. That's why there's not a set date on it, because oh. it has to happen at the end of the the harvest, the harvest season. Yeah. And these all of these festivals in general, something really interesting about them is that they in ancient times that all of the Israelites would travel to the temple of Jerusalem to celebrate these festivals so that everybody would congregate in this same city. Uh, obviously they don't do that anymore, but there is still like a really strong sense of uh, community as you'll, you'll hear as I begin to explain it. But there's two, there's two reasons for that time of the year for the Sakoth. And it, the first one is the end of the harvest. Like I said, Which is the it's the work season. So everyone is, you know, everyone would have been a farmer back in the day. And this is basically like the farming season has ended. And this is the time when you celebrate the end of that that moment, that time. And then the religious significance is that this festival actually is the commemoration of the exodus. Which is the Jews leaving Egypt? Whenever they went to the Promised Land, whenever Moses came and rescued everyone and took them away, those are the two meanings. It lasts eight days, and you live in what's called a sukkah. So sukkoth is the the plural of su- sukkah, which I'm sure I'm butchering as well. But it's basically a temporary dwelling Ooh. where it's like a it's like a hut sort of. So they put up these huts, Jews put up these huts, and they, they'll practice prayers there, and they will eat all of their meals there, and the males tend to sleep in them. And mm-hmm. they are, um, on the first day, they don't work at all of that eight-day period. And they they spend a large amount of time in the sukkah, and they say all these prayers, and there's a lot of remembrance uh and by they, I mean the family, like they're there for the family. And on the eighth day, they also do the same thing. Like at the very end, they, they take the whole day off from work and they gather and they spend that time together. There's two reasons that I, I kind of wanted to talk about this. The first one is that it just happened. So that, that was like the main reason that I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know anything about this. And I work with several Jewish people and I was like, I kind of want to just figure out what it is that they're doing and then i looked into it and i found out that this is what they were doing so they're they're gathering and they are they are detaching themselves from the world after the harvest season you know so they are they okay. are stopping life just a little bit to be with god to be with each other so i learned that along the way but one of the other reasons that i i wanted to talk about it was that i think that for one, the topic of seasons is very interesting, and this is the this is the type of or the time of year when people start talking about seasons a lot. And I don't I I don't know about you, but when people talk about like seasons of life, it kind of like irks me in like a weird way. Same. Yeah. It it feels sort of just clear-cut and like something mm-hmm. to sort of like write write quickly down as the cause of something. Mhm. I want to talk about it in a future episode, and and actually look into what Christianity deems as like the different seasons, like the things that happen in each season, and just sort of. Um, I don't know if
1: they have distinct.
0: They do. I've distinct. I've read about it a little bit. There's like, oh, yeah. There's so there's like it. certain things that happen in certain seasons, of your life. Like, like for example, you go like through stages of life. Essentially mm, no because you experience all of them in sort of like a, a cycle kind of way like they might not happen in the exact order But it's not like uh-huh. well, I'm in my 20s. So now I'm in this season now I'm in my 30s and I'm in this season. It's like the next few months. I might be in a certain season And then the next like a after cult that cult I for might Christians. I guess so yeah, but I do remember reading about what happens in the distinct seasons and I want to refresh on it and discuss it because I don't want to yeah, let's write off with it. Yeah. And I don't want to write off the idea entirely just because I feel a little like meh about it. And okay. I see your face. You're kind of like, I mean, we can write the idea off, but that's kind <laughs> of like, that's kind of why I liked this, this festival because I thought that there was a little bit of significance to the power of a season yeah. being over and i don't want mm-hmm. to like get rid of the idea that the world is is mirroring the idea of seasons in a spiritual way to us like the idea that all of the crops have been picked and mm-hmm. this is this is a time when work can stop because of all the work that we've done and we can celebrate the hard work that we've done right and the idea also with this this sukkah that they live in the the reason why they do that is to remember the times when the jews were lower in the world. Like remember the times when the Jews were pre-exodus, right. like when they had nothing and they separate themselves like that. And I think that not only is there the power in like stopping for a work season, but going into a season of being very reminiscent of the things that you've come into the things that you didn't have at one point.
1: I love, I just love traditions. Cause the one that we talked about before the Hawaiian one, mm-hmm. there was also this almost community aspect yes. to it. And I don't, I don't know why, but I always like that because I just feel like that is what we are lacking um, in our society, and I think that's why we had such a good experience at college because we got to experience a community like that because it was such a small school, um, and it's something that you know I know I long for in this season of my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and not, and I know that people would say, then you know, find a church and do that, but that's not really even the. That's not the community I'm really talking about. It can be for some people. Yeah. But I think there's just, you know, there's something to a group of people just coming together and sharing, you know, memories and experiences and just kind of being in communion with each other and I think it's just something we need more of. Yeah, and coming back to the the idea of college,
0: like I'm I'm the type of person who kind of trash talks traditions a lot, like college traditions are kind of like an eye roll to me. And even like we were just talking about holidays, sometimes holidays yep. are an eye roll to me. But I think when you, when you read about things like this, it kind of reminds you of why things like that do exist. You know, even something as silly as like a college tradition, the reason why they exist is because our our community life, one of the devices into creating it is traditions and, and, it's important to keep traditions in your life for sure true and and i agree with you that we are missing some element of
1: that and and i think that's why this is getting into politics again but i think that's why politics this this political season again with seasons um i think that's why it's become such group against group because Uh since we didn't have any communities to really be a part of we now found something that we can come together as as one and kind of you know get that almost false sense of community um and kind of fight for something you know and i think that's why it's just gotten so i don't right. know right and the the sad bitter.
0: yeah the sad part is that the there there is a lack of unity within the country right now and so it mm-hmm. it divides people into those two groups and it doesn't like that's not a healthy community because those are the types of ideas that have to that have to be put on hold when you're talking about your brother when you're talking about your sister, exactly. no, and I don't mean that family-wise. I mean that with, with humans. You know, mm-hmm. when when you were talking about your friends and your family, politics are the types of things that cannot be like a, a defining unity because there has to be something that that um, connects people beyond like their differences. And politics is a is a unity of differences. You know, Yeah. and I don't know how you fix that exactly, except that I think that people need to pour into communities in a I more think if specific ha- way
1: Ex- exactly i think if we had those communities set up we we wouldn't feel the need to go out and be so aggressive to finding one and being a part of this group um so i think it would fizzle away if we had more you know groups within our communities and
0: and things that know. weren't excluding you know things that weren't right that weren't think, yeah. pulling people yeah. off from the rest of the population because I think that you see a lot of that right now and I don't I don't agree yes. with it. me um. either <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Gosh. can't stand it but yeah the, the practice of community and the practice of knowing where the other thing that I was saying with the sukkah knowing where you come from and knowing everything mm. that you have you know, and and just not only the idea of that, but doing it with people, you know. Right. It's so important. But anyways, yeah, that's the Sukkoth. We will um, Sukkoth. We'll be hitting another Sukkoth in um, September or October of next year, so.
1: Can't even wait. <laughs> when
0: it comes back <laughs> around, just know that that's where all the Orthodox Jews will be. Actually okay. practicing a really awesome tradition. Yes. All right, well, let's wrap this up in a bow. Thank you, everyone who has stopped by. I hope that you had a great Halloween. Who walked up
1: and stopped by.
0: <laughs> they could stop by. Don't people they say can. that in podcasts? Like, thanks for stopping by or radio could
1: shows be. or... I think stopping by just insinuates that someone was physically walking somewhere or running and I, then they stopped. I think But that's, I guess they could be doing...
0: That kind of makes it clever, though, by saying it because it's sort of You're like right. running yeah, through are life we, are we and then hello and adieu was also there for you
1: and you're a poet now (laughs) didn't i tell you guys this is a free podcast (laughs) (laughs) uh anyways i hope
0: everyone had a great halloween uh i watched a horror film that's pretty much the extent of my halloweens but yeah but i had a good
1: halloween and i know you had a good halloween yes yes sirree and actually, my, my sister's birthday and my brother-in-law's birthday is this next week. So, happy birthday to them.
0: <gasps> How precious. Yep. Happy birthday, guys.
1: Happy birthday. <laughs>
0: uh, if you guys have any topics that you want us to be talking about on this podcast, you can email us at gmail.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and be a part of the conversation if you have a favorite horror film that we didn't mention in this episode that you would like to voice and get our opinions on. I will at least respond to you and I will urge this guy to respond to you as well. I would respond. <laughs> John looks offended now. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Double rude this episode. Rote and rude. And then um, also if you rate, subscribe and review us on iTunes, it helps other people find our podcasts and we would immensely appreciate it. And a thank you in advance. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I bid you an adieu, John.
1: Oh, yes. Adieu.